Welcome to the Fearless Mom Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Mary Westcott, a mother, wife, and mom boss. This podcast is all about helping women to build a path to chase their dreams while becoming a greater version of themselves. Every Monday, join me as I will deliver a strong dose of inspirational topics from how to become a priority in your life to creating a strong bulletproof mindset for success. If you are a busy woman on the go who is in need of a simple pick-me-up, a dose of inspiration, or motivation, look no further. Come join me on the Fearless Mom Tribe podcast. Looking forward to meeting you soon, beauty. Hello, my fellow mamas, and welcome back to another episode of the Fearless Mom Tribe podcast. I have an amazing, amazing guest. Her name is Emily Shaws. Emily is a transformational coach who works primarily with women with invisible illness. A former attorney, professional actor, and founder CEO, Emily went from suicidal and on 25 pills a day by the time she was 30 to thriving in her body, mind, and spirit. She utilizes hermetic and universal laws, as well as practical health and wellness knowledge to help those who are sick of the struggle and want to design a dream life that honors their body and experience. Emily lives in Encinita, California, and is obsessed with dogs and Chicks Creek. Emily, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Mary. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. I love just having new guests on the show. So Emily, can you give us a little bit more feedback on what invisible illness means? Yeah, that's a a term that I just started using when I was trying to decide who I was speaking to. And in my mind, it's anyone who has a chronic, either mental or physical condition where they've heard the the phrase, oh, but you look good, (laughs) you look normal, but something's going on and they don't feel good and they don't feel normal. So it's not something like you're in a wheelchair where people look at you and say, okay, wow, okay, they have special needs. Let me me adjust my expectations or what, what I'm willing to do. It's just, oh, they look normal, so they should be able to keep up. So it could be someone who has maybe chronic depression or anxiety, It could be someone who has chronic pain, which I have a history of just something where it's, you look, you look fine. You look normal, but you don't feel it. You just described me a little bit because that's what a lot of people assume because they're like, oh my gosh, you look great. You're smiling. You're this and that. I'm like, look, I am, I could be an actress right now. I can fake it until I make it. Okay. I am That's dying. I went into acting. I was like, dang, I got, like, I already have these skills. This is easy. I've been doing this for like 20 plus years. Right. Might as well get some money out of it or just entertainment at least. I want to actually touch on, cause you mentioned that you also had like chronic pain and also in your bio, you went to 25 pills a day. What was that like for you? Oh, that was not a fun time. Right. The first time I had a health crisis was senior year in college. And so I was going mm-hmm. along, I was doing everything that everyone else was doing. You know, I was partying really hard and working, studying really hard. And right. I was just starting to get letters of acceptance from law schools. And I went home for Christmas break. And that's when my health just took a nosedive. I was having some digestive symptoms at that point, but it got really bad right when I left the school. 
and I went to go to a doctor and he literally was like, you need to go to the, the hospital now. You need to have your gallbladder removed. And I was like, I'm 22. What are you talking about? Like, no. Right. And, and I ended up going. Um, at that point in my life, I didn't know anything about natural health. I didn't know about the mind-body connection. I just did whatever, you know, a doctor told me to do. And so I went in and I had the surgery and I actually had a like a, the most vivid nightmare of my entire life the night before. But, you know, so now looking back, it was like, oh my God, like every part of me was trying to say, don't do this. But I just wasn't in touch enough with my own intuition to know. Um, and so I had the surgery and I didn't get any better. My symptoms did not get better. And I was ultimately diagnosed with ulcerative colitis and irritable bowel disease. And so they put me on a bunch of meds and they sent me back to school. And then I went right to law school, you know, so no pressure there for, <laughs> for three right. years, like right. insane. And so right after my law school graduation, a week after my graduation, I flipped my hair to get my hair out of my face and I flipped my neck and something in my neck snapped. And I was just in total pain. And I went to the emergency room and they basically are like, oh, you, you pulled a muscle, here's some Vicodin, you'll be fine in a week. And I wasn't, the pain just spread all over and it took months, but I ultimately was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, which is chronic pain that they just can't explain. And so this just started this cycle where, you know, every six months they would put me on a new drug. And then six months later, I would have side effects from that drug, or I'd have new symptoms pop up and then they'd put me on another pill and so on and so on. And that's how you get on 25 pills by the time you're 30. And it was, it was just this horrible time in my life. I had worked my entire life to become a lawyer. And at that point I was too sick to be a lawyer. You know, I was working in a firm in downtown Chicago where 80 hours a week was pretty much the minimum. And wow. finally, after about a year, when I ended up in the hospital, I went to my firm and I just said, look, my doctors are telling me I have to go part-time. And they're like, okay, that's fine. Part-time is 40 hours a week. <laughs> I was like, like not, not getting it. Yeah. It was a really difficult time in my, in my life because here I am, I'm like in my mid twenties, I just started my, you know, career. This is supposed to be the most exciting time in my life. And I was so sick that I could not enjoy it or be present for it. And so, you know, once I got off all of those meds, that's when mental clarity, brain fog lifted and I could suddenly see things very clearly, but it was a very, very scary time in my life because I didn't know what was happening or why, or what I could do to change it. Wow. That is so scary. I can't even fathom of how to be even on 25 pills. I can't even take three pills without gagging afterwards. Like, Oh yeah. I was great much. at that. I yeah. could, I mean, I could down like eat horse pill, you know, and in one go. So that was a talent. <laughs> right. It, it was, it was brutal. I was married uh, after law school. I got married to my sweetheart mm -hmm. and we ended up getting divorced within three years because his big dream in life was to be a father. And at the time I had this little like Shih Tzu poodle mix dog who weighed, I think, 12 pounds. And I literally could not hold him for more than five minutes without just being in blinding pain all over my body. You know, at that point I was smoking cannabis every night just to like get through the pain. I just told my husband, like, look, I am not mother material. Like I am not, put, I'm not doing this to, to a child. And I told him that on a Monday and he, on Tuesday, he asked for a divorce. And so it was just like, 
my entire world, this entire persona and life that I had created was literally just crumbling before my eyes. And so, yeah, it was a very dark time. And so that's when I was thinking like, is this worth it? Like, am I, do I want to stick around? Because I literally was told by doctors and I went to like the Mayo Clinic. I went everywhere. I was told at 25, you're going to be in pain the rest of your life. Just learn to deal with it. Wow. That is so crazy. And just to look at you now, you're smiling and you know, you have that energy. I applaud you. You are such amazing warrior right now. Like it's so amazing. I love seeing and speaking to women that went through a really, really tough time in their life and to come out of it and to find ways to cope with it. And so that brings me to the question of how did you start a self-care routine if you had one to get yourself better to where you are now? Yeah. And I will start with a caveat. I am not a hundred percent pain-free at this point. I mean, I am infinitely better than I was back then, mostly because of my mental, emotional, spiritual health is just like, you know, way up here, whereas before it was down here, but I would not consider myself a hundred percent cured, but it was getting to a point where I could move on with my life and continue to follow my dreams and continue to like, like you said in the intro, like design my life around the reality of my situation and not spend my time, you know, moaning, like, woe is me? Like, oh my God. And not railing against what is, because that's just crazy making, like it is what it is. So it can get better and it has gotten better and I know it'll get even better, but right now this is the reality of it. So I did have to truly, truly focus on my self-care, but it was more than just kind of, you know, getting massages and stuff like that. It, It was for me, I think right now at this point, the biggest thing in terms of self-care is how I talk to myself in my own head and the thoughts that I tell myself and the feelings that I direct myself to have on a day-to-day basis. That's where everything else stems from. But if you, for many years, I was doing, you know, Epsom salt baths and massages and all of that, and it didn't really do anything because I wasn't changing what was up here. So that became my big focus of how can I really learn how to talk to myself? Because you know, I mean, as women, we Mm -hmm. are so hard on ourselves. We are our own worst critics usually. And it's this thing that, you know, is passed down from mother to daughter to mother to daughter usually. Mm -hmm. And it's a cycle that, you know, we each have an opportunity to break and that can be healing not only for you, but for your children, your children's children, everyone you come in contact with, you can have that ripple effect, but it really starts with reprogramming what goes on in your head on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. Yes. I highly agree on that. Like I try to tell my moms, like, you know, it all starts and ends with you. So you have to really focus on that positive inner dialogue. What are you saying to yourself? You know, Will you tell your daughter she's ugly, she's fat, she's this, she's that? Of course not. So why would you tell yourself that, you know? So, and it's one of the hardest things. It's easier said than done. Trust me, I know. But, you know, 
as we progress on in life and really accepting reality, but moving forward in a positive way for ourselves, it really does help. And that's really what self-care is all about. For me, the the point where it really, when it really started flipping, when I was able to catch those thoughts, because for so long it was, it was the The stream, it was the water I was swimming in, you know, like I couldn't even tell I was talking to myself in such horrible ways because it was just constant. And so for me, everyone, you know, everyone talks about meditation and I'm telling you that's when things started for me was I really switched. I overhauled my diet. I got off my meds, which I'm not, you know, suggesting anyone like get off your meds, like always talk to your doctor. But for me, I weaned myself all off all my meds. I really cleaned out my diet. So like I said, I could, the brain fog was gone. I could think clearly. And then I started meditating and meditating slow. You get, you get good at noticing thoughts because you're just sitting there. And you're not trying to, a lot of people mess up meditation because they're trying to like have no thought. Right. And then they're like, oh, I can't do it. I'm, I, I can't do meditation. Meditation is too hard. And it's like, no, meditation isn't supposed to get you to no thought. That's like telling your heart, like, I'm going to sit down and meditate. Stop beating for 15 minutes. Like it, you can't right. do that. Like your brain is going to think. But the whole purpose of meditation is to get to a place where you can have these thoughts kind of pass and they just pass like clouds. You don't grab onto them and try and wrestle them to the ground and go down the rabbit hole with right. them. Like you just let them, you just see them come up and you pass. Do that for however long, 10, 15 minutes. But then in your day-to-day life, what happens is now you can start seeing those thoughts coming up. So you can start catching yourself when you look in the mirror, like you said, and be like, oh my God, you're fat. Okay. Now I know that that's going on. It's no longer subconscious. So now I have a choice. Do I want to continue thinking that thought or do I want to replace it with something else? And it becomes this process of now, like I said, reprogramming. And so these aren't all of the techniques that I teach and talk about. They're not, you know, one and done. They're not like pop a pill and you're, you're great. It's a process. And it takes a while, but the, the effects are real and they're long lasting mm. and they are true. And so if you're going to spend the time on this planet anyway, why not spend it practicing this stuff and getting really, really good at it? I mean, I'm to the point I consider my kind of spiritual journey beginning 13, 14 years ago. And honestly, I feel like I'm just now kind of <laughs> truly getting it. It does take a while. It does. But Oh my God, I'm so glad I started when I did. <laughs> right? It's so amazing because, and I'm going to touch on what you were talking about, how it's, you know, it's a everyday journey. It is a journey. This healing process is not, like you said, one and done. You have to really focus and really move on day by day. Even if you, you know, mess up one day, forget to meditate or forget to do something. We're human. It's going to happen, Absolutely. you know? But always give yourself grace and love and respect and know that you are working on yourself and it's so good and it's going to feel good in the end. Totally. And what I found is that the more grace I give myself, the more grace I'm able to give other people because we're all just mirrors for each other. We're just reflections from one another. And so if I am constantly judging myself in my own head, then what am I going to be doing to everyone around me and everything around me? I'm going to be judging it. 
So I was a lawyer. I wanted to be a judge. I literally right. want, I was that judgmental. I wanted to sit on a tall chair and lay down the law, right? Wow. And the more and more I did my own inner work and I'm just like, they're human. Maybe they're going through something. I'm going to cut them some slack or none of my business, not my circus, not my monkeys. Let me focus in on me. And it right. just, all the tendrils that you put out, which sucks your own energy because you're like paying attention and trying to do all these things that are none of your business. Now right. suddenly that gets pulled back and if the energy allows your body to heal itself mm-hmm. instead of being focused on everyone else. So I love, yeah, I love that word grace and that is such a huge component. And so if I'm talking to someone and they're incredibly judgmental, even if they're being judgmental towards me, I know it's because they're even more judgmental towards themselves. And so I can now, instead of getting defensive or getting angry or getting judgmental right back at them, I can start having compassion for them. And isn't that what this whole earth school is about is like, how do we become more loving and compassionate? Like with everything going on in the world right now, if everyone just focused on how can I be more loving and compassionate to my fellow human being today, we would be in a much better place. I'm telling you, I say the same thing. That's all I want is love, peace, and joy for everyone, you know, and it just takes a a small bit of people to change that, you know, and we have to keep fighting through it. And so in your bio, it says that you are also a professional coach. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I've always been an amateur coach, let's just say, um, in the human design system, which is, um, you know, kind of this astrology on steroids. Like you said, I had been a founder and a CEO. I had a, a healthy energy bar company. And then during the pandemic, it was just like the pandemic started and everything just shut down. And it was just, I felt like I was Sisyphus pushing the boulder up the, the hill. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And so I shut down the company, but I really had no idea what I wanted to be doing. And then this is what I believe. I believe like you ask and it is given and you just line up with what you've asked for and it will flow into your life. And so I just said, what's my next step? And I got a phone call from a mentor of mine and she said, Hey, I am starting a coaching company and I would love for you to be one of the lead coaches. If I train you? Would that be interesting to you? And it was like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So it was just, it was this wonderful reminder to me of when, when I just am clear as to what I want and I let go of the control, like I still take action. I still take inspired action, but I'm not out there trying to, you know, micromanage the universe. Things come to me. That's the whole basis of law of attraction that, and for especially women with invisible illness, when we are so spread thin with responsibilities and children and spouses and houses and all of these things to really tap into the leverage of the universe to allow things to come to us and allow it to be easy. It's a completely different way of looking at the world, but it is such a game changer. And that is a huge component as to the difference in my life is that I'm not out there trying to manipulate and control anything anymore. I just get very clear as to what I want. I know I can have it. 
and I don't pay attention to the when is it coming, how is it coming, who's bringing it. I just focus on the what I want and why I want it, and I trust that it will come to me. That is amazing. Thank you so much for that. I just want to touch on real quick about how you got off of your pills, you know, and everything like that. I am a strong believer that you can heal yourself organically, just like you did. You found that way, you know, mentally you weren't together with life and you had to ground yourself back in the clarity of yourself. And one of the things I want to tell my moms, you know, like she said, if you don't want to get off your pills, don't do that. You know, speak to your doctor if you need to. But if you feel that the medication is not for you and it's making it worse, find someone that can support you and find that way to heal yourself within yourself. Because one of the things I've talked to someone, um, she was a former guest on my show. She is a cancer survivor. I mean, she had it all. She lost her hair, everything. She was in the hospital all the time until one day she asked the doctor, so is it because of, you know, my diet? They're like, what? It's not because of your diet. It's just because you got cancer and they shoo her away. She went home. She's like, okay, let me try something. And as soon as she changed her diet, meditated, really took time for herself, she became cancer-free Now she's a freaking amazing holistic coach and growing her own foods and produce and all of that. And she is striving and I love it. And I'm just like, and then when I talk to you, you're doing the same thing. I take a bunch of supplements. I mean, I've been everything now from, because yeah, I totally agree with you. Where I started my journey was with food. So Mm -hmm. I think of it as a wheel and in the center is kind of like, you know, your true self, your spiritual connection, whatever you want to call it. And then there are all these spokes leading to the center of the wheel. And maybe this spoke is diet and this spoke is meditation and this spoke is yoga and this spoke is is like some spiritual book. Like, I don't care what gets you on the path to the middle of the wheel, just get on the path. And so for me, it was diet because that was something I had the same thing. I had doctors literally looking at me and saying that my irritable bowel disease had nothing to do with my diet. That makes zero sense. But for a long time, I held a lot of anger towards the medical profession because I was like, you did this to me and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, but like you said, if, if in your soul, it's not resonating with you and you're feeling like, wow, there's another way, then there is. And so for me, I started with diet. I mean, I've done the gamut because I, I ate like crap before. I mean, I'm talking like my diet was frozen pizza, diet Coke and Ben and Jerry's. Like that, that sounds like me, like basically, you know, and then I went all the way to raw vegan. <laughs> so that's like way over here, right? So now I would say I'm kind of like right about here. And right now I call myself a qualitarian. Okay. There was a doctor who coined the phrase. And I love that because basically I eat most things, um, but I want to make sure they're of a very high quality. So right. if it's produce, it's organic. If it is uh, meat, it is grass fed. If it mm-hmm. is chicken or eggs, it's pasture raised. If it's fish, it's wild caught, you know, like all of those things. Right. I'm dairy-free, I'm gluten-free, and for the most part, I'm sugar-free. That's what has, you know, worked for me and kept me feeling my best. Um, But it's just a matter of experimenting because there is 
literally you can pick any food on the planet at this point and you can find evidence on both sides of doctors and other people saying like it is the greatest thing and it will heal you or it is like from the devil and it will kill you kill you you right. like tomatoes you know <laughs> like so it's right it's you can't go by what other people are saying. And I think that that ties it all into what we've been talking about is like learning how to really connect with yourself so that when you get, when you hear that small, still voice of like, God, maybe I should go gluten-free, you know, you trust it and you listen to it and you try it out. And if it works, it great. And if it doesn't fine, you know, and your own pace, that's the biggest thing for so long, especially like my family, they were like, well, I could never do what you did. Cause I'm, I'm a Scorpio. I'm kind of like go big or go home. Like I just go all in hundred percent raw vegan overnight, you know, and everyone's like, oh, I'm not doing that. And I'm like, you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to just like literally pick one thing, right. like go gluten-free for a week, two weeks, see how that makes you feel. And guess what? you're most likely going to have more energy, you're going to feel better, and you're going to have less inflammation. And then that will give you inspiration and motivation to try the next thing. And then so yes. on and so on. You know, like we've said, it's not this overnight thing. It's like just taking one little step at a time and knowing that if you're pointed in the right direction and you keep going, even if it's just one step every day, you will eventually get there. And yes, we are human. You'll have two steps forward, one step back but you just keep going. Keep going. Yes. So what is one big piece of advice you want to leave with my fearless mamas today? My biggest piece of advice is get some support because this is a journey that I mean, especially for moms, please get help and help can be, you know, it can be coaching, but it can also be a course. It can also be just a support group. It can be something you don't have to pay for. You know, I still have like support groups that I've created where it's free and we just get on and we just, you know, keep each other in the light and we talk about our wins. So when I talk about support, a lot of people misunderstand support. They misunderstand support as let me unload all of my problems. Right. Let me vent. Okay. Venting is very big, especially with women. Okay. It's like, let me vent. No, because law of attraction, you attract what you focus on. And so even if you are venting to like, quote unquote, get it out, it is still taking you in this direction. You are talking about things that you don't want. Okay. So the universe doesn't hear no, it just hears what you're talking about or what you're thinking about. And it gives you more of it. And so if you can have a group of people, even if it's just a couple really close friends or sister or whatever, and when you guys talk, you focus on what are the small wins that you had this week? What are, what's something in your life that you're excited about? What's something that's working for you? Then now suddenly the momentum's going in this direction and you're going to start seeing different results and manifestations than if you're going in this direction. And so that's my biggest advice for someone. I just put together a, an online course. I've never done that before. I was very excited. And it's just basically like a very foundational, like these are all of the best things that I've used myself and used with clients over the last 15 years that have actually worked. And it goes from 
law of attraction to meditation to diet to like all of these things right it's called shift yourself and we're launching it in like a week or two i'm very excited about it but it's just like this way of getting that information out there because i know how overwhelming it can be right oh my goodness that is so so amazing support is the most important thing i believe um when going through a journey like you said, whether it is a course, whether it is a person or something, you know, something that can continue to give you accountability, the love, grace, and respect that you need. And I am all for it. Emily, can you tell everyone how can they get a hold of you if they want to connect more with you? Yes. So easiest is either my website or Instagram. So my website is just my name, emilyshawls.com. And then on Instagram, it's just shift.yourself as the handle. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, And I want to thank you for everything. And mamas, I will talk to you guys later. Okay. This episode was so amazing. Wouldn't you agree? Want to hear more episodes like this? All you have to do is subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you will never miss out on a guest episode just like this one. If you found value or inspiration today, don't forget to leave a rating on iTunes and or feedback in the comment section. Looking forward to talking to you soon, beauty.